It's religion today, it's ideology today, and our secularist friends also have a faith. Some kind of Disneyland fantasy. I know how this is going to get heard in the secular world. Where the pseudo-Christian masks are off. That's nonsense, ladies and gentlemen. Apologetics isn't just about giving answers to other people's questions. It's also about learning to question other people's answers or even question the question itself. In a Christian worldview. Welcome to Quantum number 101. Quantum, the podcast that looks at news and culture from a Christian perspective. Uh, To answer one question, uh, why don't we show more clips of films? Why do we have such a lot of music? Uh, It's a podcast. You can't see the clips of films. But we will refer to them. Now this... Week we're going to look a lot at cancel culture, and one of the things that has been cancelled is democracy in Hong Kong. Hong Kong police have arrested about 370 people following clashes with protesters opposed to the new security law. Ten of the arrests were made under the new legislation, which allows for punishments of up to life in prison. A number of police were injured in the clashes. Officers used pepper spray and water cannon to clear demonstrators. From the now, what's so important about this? Uh, I read China People's Daily and they've just put out that people in Hong Kong have welcomed a return to law and order. Now, what a return to law and order means is that Hong Kong, the, the agreement of the two systems, one nation, which was signed to last 100 years, I think, or at least 50 years, has gone. And the Chinese government, who are getting more cocky, more authoritarian in their dealings with the rest of the world, thinking no one can be bothered with them, they have, in effect, taken over Hong Kong. They are about to lock away thousands of young people, many of them Christians, um, and don't think they won't do it. They've put a million Uyghur Muslims into effective concentration camps. So this will happen. And I think the responses to it, well, there's a good response and a bad response. The good response is what the British government have offered, and hopefully the Australians will. I doubt the Americans will. And that is there are three million people in Hong Kong with British citizenship or British passports. The British government have announced they're all welcome, without limit, to come to the UK. Now, they all won't. They all won't want to. Some will want to stay in Hong Kong. Some will want to go elsewhere. But I am absolutely certain that the United Kingdom would benefit enormously, as would Australia, from having these wonderful Chinese people in their community. Building a global business is all about ambition. At HSBC, we understand how frustrating it can be. Multiple accounts across the world, financing options based only on your local performance, capital and liquidity inefficiencies, and high barriers to entry in new markets. We can help. Our international subsidiary... The not-so-good response is that of the corporations, like HSBC and others. These corporates who are so politically aware and so right on and so we're standing for the various progressive causes. Black lives matter, but not apparently Chinese lives. So HSBC uh, have welcomed the new law, which in effect makes it illegal for any Hong Kong citizen anywhere in the world to criticise the Chinese government or to advocate for an independent Hong Kong. I, I regard, honestly, I regard these corporations as wicked. 
And personally, I, I, as a Christian, I don't want anything to do with them. Okay, we're going to have to come on to uh, royalty. Well, maybe no longer royalty. Prince Harry, no longer prince. Just Harry and Meghan in their Californian mansion, signing massive contracts for speaking, being influencers, and of course, being mega woke. Here's Harry telling us about unconscious bias and institutional racism. My wife said recently that our generation and the ones before us haven't done enough to right the wrongs of the past. I too am sorry. Sorry that we haven't got the world to the place that you deserve it to be. Institutional racism has no place in our societies, yet it is still endemic. Unconscious bias must be acknowledged without blame to create a better world for all of you. I want you to know that we are committed to being part of the solution and to being part of the change that you are all leading. Now is the time, and we know that you can do it. Well, I find that so rich. What's wrong with it? Unconscious bias must, must be acknowledged. How can you acknowledge something that you're not conscious of? On the basis of Prince Harry saying you've got it? Seriously? He says he wants to create a better world for all of you. We're committed to being part of the solution and part of the change that you're all leading. The, the position of white privilege. This from a gentleman who has inherited millions purely and simply because of who his parents are. And he's the one lecturing the rest of us about privilege and unconscious bias. Ah, it brings out the Republican in me. Uh, he, this prince who perhaps unconsciously biased, dressed in a Nazi uniform for a party. The idea, California, by the way, you are welcome to Harry and Meghan. You really, really are. And then, well, I tell you what, let's just stick with this theme. L'Oreal, not that I use their products, nor I ever would, but they put out some extraordinary statements recently. And here's one of them. Once white people had begin to admit that their race is the most violent, oppressive force of nature on earth, we can talk. There you go, white person. You're more violent than a volcano. You're more violent than a hurricane. You're white. You're scum. Of course, that's not racist. Racism isn't learned, says L'Oreal. It's inherited and consciously or unconsciously passed down through privilege. Well, you and Prince Harry should get a chat together about the privilege that's involved there. Let's go on to the cancel culture. This gives me an excuse to play one of my favorite clips ever. You ask for a film clip. Here's Mr. Wayne. When I come down here to Texas, I was looking for something. I didn't know what. It seems like you had up my life and I spent it all either stomping other men or in some cases getting stomped. Had me some money and had me some medals. But none of it seemed a lifetime worth the pain of the mother that bore me. It was like I was empty. Well, I'm not empty anymore. That's what's important. To feel useful in this old world. To hit a lick against what's wrong or to say a word for what's right, even though you get walloped for saying that word. Now, I may sound like a Bible beater yelling up a revival at a river crossing camp meeting, but that don't change the truth none. There's right and there's wrong. You gotta do one or the other. 
You do the one and you're living. You do the other and you may be walking around, but you're dead as a beaver hat. Now, why are we playing that? Well, I just think it's great about being right and wrong. There's a right thing to do, there's a wrong thing to do. But John Swain's name and statue are about to be removed from Orange County's airport in California because of racist comments in the past. An emergency resolution was passed because he said he believed in white supremacy. Oh, dear. Well, maybe John Wayne doesn't upset you, but this should upset you. This is... Do you recognise this? Hello there, Father. Uh, hello, Colm. <laughs> Out and about. I am. Same as yourself. Good, good. I hear you're a racist now, Father. <laughs> what? What? How did you get interested in that type of thing? Who said I'm a racist? Everyone's saying it, Father. Should we all be racist now? What's the official line the church is taking on this? Oh, no. Only the farm takes up most of the day and at night I just like a cup of tea. I might be able to devote myself full time to the old racism. Father Ted. Sometimes I didn't know whether to love or hate that programme, but it was funny. And no more so in that clip than you've seen where Father Ted accidentally, inverted commas, becomes a racist. I see you're a racist now, Father. <laughs> I want to give myself full time to the racism. It is, it is. I mean, absolutely taking the mickey and it's hilarious. But the writer of Father Ted, Graham Linehan, has been booted off Twitter. What did he do? He tweeted, men aren't women though. Yeah, kind of straightforward fact, you know. <laughs> the earth is not the moon. Men are not women. That was his post in response to a message from the Women's Institute wishing their transgender members a happy pride. It's too much for Twitter. He's blasphemed. He's got to go. He was suspended because his hateful conduct would not be tolerated. Linehan said this. This is odd, given the thousands of examples of misogynistic abuse sent to J.K. Rowling that are still up. And yes, they're there on Twitter, and they are so bad that I couldn't read them. Uh, on this family podcast. Here's another one in that same madness. There's a, a, a group called Motherboard who are there to help pregnant women. And I'm going to say women. And they've put up a list of gendered terms that need to be changed. I won't read you them all, but let me give you two of them. First of all, you can't use the term women, which I just did. Women, women, women. I'm going to say women. Instead, they say you must say people who menstruate. Well, I'm sorry to all you women out there. I'm not going to call you that. I think it's absurd. I think it's ridiculous. I think it's offensive. I think it's gross. And then mothers. Oh, no, 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 no. You're not a mother anymore. You are, according to Motherboard, a birthing person. Which means, of course, they're going to have to rename themselves birthing person board. But uh, who knows? And cancel culture continues because... A, an award-winning charity boss who's helped thousands of disadvantaged younger youngsters has been sacked because he dared to criticise the Black Lives Matter movement. Uh, he was dismissed, Nick Buckley was dismissed by the trustees of Mancunian Way, a charity that he founded and which has helped thousands of people, including hundreds of young black people. And he said, because he said, 
that he was opposed to the neo-Marxist policies of Black Lives Matter, which include daring down capitalism and abolishing the police. Well, he's been sacked. And the woke revolution continues, and the spineless, gutless, godless, gormless people who lead our charities and culture continue in their destructive and cowardly way. But I'm not done. Recognise this piece of music? That is the theme tune for Country File on BBC. <laughs> I, I actually thought, I, I thought this was a joke, but we've got to know these things aren't jokes. Uh, apparently, the countryside is racist. Yep, you heard it right. Uh, it's a white environment and that many in black, Asian and minority ethnic groups see the countryside as being white. I didn't know that the countryside had a race. But according to the BBC, it does. But I tell you what, if you want to listen to racism, listen to this from the Scottish Justice Secretary. Every High Court judge, white. The Lord Advocate, white. The Solicitor General, white. The Chief Constable, white. Every Deputy Chief Constable, white. Every Assistant Chief Constable, white. The Head of the Law Society, white. The Head of the Faculty of Advocates, white. Every Prison Governor, white. And not just justice, the chief medical officer, white, the chief nursing officer, white, the chief veterinary officer, white, the chief social work advisor, white. Almost every trade union in this country headed by people who are white. In the Scottish Government, every director general is white. Every chair of every public body is white. You see what he's doing? He's spitting out the word white. Just substitute white with black. So-and-so, black. So-and-so, black. So-and-so, black. And said in that tone. Now, there's a reason why most of these people, if not all of them, are white. Why? Well, first of all, Humza Yusuf and his government appointed them. Secondly, 96% of the Scottish population is white. It's a very homogenous population. It's so easy to be, you know, anti-racist and virtue signal when that is the case. Oh, it's just... There's just a madness in there. I tell you, Wilson, they're a nation of automatons, led by a lunatic who looks like Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> How dare you compare our glorious leader with that non-Aryan clown? Oh, I How am making notes, Captain. And your name will go on the list. <laughs> and when we win the war, you will be brought to account. Right, what you like. You're not going to win this war. Oh, yes, we are. Oh, no, you're not. Oh, yes, we are. <laughs> Whistle while you work. Hitler is a twerk. He's half army, so's his army. Whistle while you work. Your name will also go on the list. <laughs> what is it? Don't tell him, Pike. Pike. <laughs> now, I didn't play you that to say that Dad's army was racist, though I'm, I'm sure it would be banned now. But I played you it because of the list. Your name is on the list. Actually, that was a joke, but there was a list. The Nazis had a list of 28,000, sorry, 2,800 British residents who would be arrested after the invasion. There was Churchill, of course, and his war cabinet. There was Lady Astor. Uh, there was people from academia and religion and entertainment and journalists. 
Um, the Spectator was going to have all its staff carted off. Lord Baden-Powell, um, who of course is going to be banned by our new woke progressive Nazis uh, for being apparently a homophobic founder of the Scouts. No Coward was on it as well. It really is just quite remarkable. Now, who would be on the list when the woke progressive fascists take over? Ah, J.K. Rowling is going to be right up there. Lionel Shriver, Lawrence Fox, Peter Hitchens, humble people like yours truly. I doubt we'll be on the list, but we wouldn't survive. Peter Hitchens, perhaps. John Cleese, definitely. Uh, is oh, Pretty Patel. Your name is on the list. If you don't sign up to the woke progressives, your name is on the list. The list. You know what? I, I The only list I want to be on is the Lamb's Book of Life. And if you're not a Christian, you don't know what that means. Write and ask and I'll tell you. It's just a wonderful thing. All right. Let's have a bit of light relief. Uh, this is the comedian Ross Noble who le- now lives in Melbourne. And this is my joke of the week. Great to see you back in the bunker. How's it going? Well, yes, I am. I said I wasn't going to do it anymore, but obviously, uh, due to what's happened this week, this is the safest place to be. Uh, you know, the, I don't know if you if you're across this, but uh, currently the country's going through what scientists call the Spice Girls paradigm. Hang on, what's the Spice Girls paradigm? <laughs> well, what that is is everyone's trying really hard, but Victoria's ruining it for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Just brilliant. Um, Let's have a bit of sport. I'm sure you know who this gentleman is. It's for you as well, Kenny. You had to wait another 30 years that your club can win it. It's for Stevie, uh, who had to wait uh, a long time. And now it's for all, because this all is built on your soul, Kenny, on the legs of Stevie. And um, the boys admire you. And um, it is easy for me to motivate the team because of our great history. And um, so it's just, uh, it's unbelievable. Jurgen Klopp, fine Christian. Fine man, probably the the best manager in the world at the moment. Uh, I once heard an interview in which he stated that faith in Christ was more important. I think someone else's name would be on the list would be Neil Oliver. Um, he was described as a TV personality. He's the National Trust for Scotland president. He's a historian, and he pointed out that um, going to university was largely a waste of time. <laughs> I, he said, just save your money. Don't go to university. Find an honest way of earning a, li- a living. Read widely. Collect books. Well, at the same time as here in Australia, the government are seeking to make the humanities much more expensive than so-called useful subjects. I have a great deal of sympathy with that. Not because I don't think the humanities are important, but they should be taught as humanities. Instead, they're being taught as social indoctrination. So, yeah, I got a lot of sympathy with him. All right, you won't be hearing too much of this. Go into the chapel and we're gonna get married. Go into the chapel and we're gonna get married. first time there are more humanist marriages in Scotland than there are Christian marriages of all denominations combined. Christian marriages make up 22%, 
humanist marriages make up 23%. It is uh, a sad day for the UK. And overall, there is a decline of religion in Britain. And a lot of people do not understand it, especially its enemies. So, let me um, play you a clip from an unbelievable programme which Tim Farron and Polly Toynbee discussed with uh, Justin Brearley, the role, connection between faith and politics. And listen to this little section just from Polly. Certain things that I regard as incredibly important have been blocked by the religious lobby. And the last great uh, issue, I think, is the right to die with dignity. The right at the end of your life to say I've had enough and to ask a doctor to ease you out of life at the time of your own choosing. Uh, I've seen my own mother die in agony of cancer, probably three months longer of suffering than she wanted, begging the GP. He said, well, after Harold Shipman, every, you know, we can't do anything at all. We can't help in any way. Um, and others of her friends, too. I think the right to control your own body is very important. But time and time again, despite for many, many years now, 80% of the public believe that we should have that right. It's been blocked in the Lords and blocked in the Commons and mostly by organised lobby of the religious and so I resent that. That's a very different issue to somebody like Tim having their own passionate, personal, private beliefs about belief systems. We all have our own belief systems. Many of them are idiosyncratic, whether we're formally religious or not. We are mostly not very rational beings that we like to think we are. So that's not a problem. It's only a problem where belief in some ancient text or law written down in prehistory times is suddenly converted into what ought to be our law because it says so in those books. Uh, and at that point, when it actually influences the decisions made about how we all live our lives, that's the point at which I think it oversteps the mark. Now, she had said that religious people uh, were more in the higher percentage in the House of Commons than in the country at large. I don't think she know that, knows that. And I do want to say this that if that's her criteria, there are many more Guardian readers in the House of Commons than there are in the country, percentage-wise, massively so. But what intrigued me was when she talked about passionate, personal, private belief systems and not being very rational beings. Well, I accept that's true for atheists, but I don't understand why the atheist position should be the default position for the whole country, especially when they have no evidence for it. And this rather snobby, it's only a problem where belief in some ancient text is turned into law. Well, I don't know. What do you believe, Polly? And where do you get it from? And what text do you get it from? Are you saying only if something's been written in the past 10, 50, 100 years that it can be used for people to reason and work things out? The ancient Greeks have nothing to teach us. The Romans have nothing to teach us. The scriptures have nothing to teach us. Seriously? Are you really that ignorant? But that's the attitude. This contempt for the Bible, this contempt for the old. Well, you won't find that contempt with Derek Prime. Um, I put a link up to this, but they weren't able to have a funeral for the ex-Baptist minister of Charlotte Chapel. A wonderful, wonderful godly man. And his what his family did was beautiful. It's an hour-long uh, video of children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren and friends and colleagues 
um, speaking about him. And I found it very, very moving. And I'm very thankful for people like Derek Prime. And he reminds me of the good that one person can do. And speaking of older people, well, let me see if you can guess who this is. Surely you can. I'm sitting on my terrace Lost in the stars Now, this is Bob Dylan's 39th studio album, Rough and Rowdy Ways. It's debuted at number two. It's number one in the, number two in the, in the billboard in the US. It's number one in the UK. Um, it makes Dylan the first artist to have a top 40 album in each decade since the 1960s. Also, his song Murder Most Foul, 17 minutes long, has become Dylan's first number one single on any Billboard chart. <laughs> I love the line. You know, I think he's so close to the kingdom. I, I think he was genuinely converted with Slow Train coming. But he sings on this album, If I had the wings of a snow white dove, I'd preach the gospel, the gospel of love, a love so real, a love so true. I've made up my mind to give myself to you. My eyes like a shooting star. It looks at nothing here or there. It looks at nothing near or far. No one ever told me It's just something I knew I made up my mind to Give myself to I was at a, a meeting this week, our online cafe, where somebody said to me, who's Johnny Cash? They didn't know who Johnny Cash was. He didn't know who Bob Dylan was, which was interesting. Okay, let me play you out with my number seven album in the list of the albums that have ten of most influenced me. Several different versions of this, of course. St. Matthew's Passion, the version you are listening to, is from the Netherlands, the Bach, Netherlands Bach Society for All. Uh, St. Matthew's Passion seems to have been adopted by the Dutch. It's beautiful, 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 gorgeous piece of music. So I'll leave you with it. Feel free to... Give us some support on the Podbean fundraiser if you wish. Feel free to pass us around. It's great that Quantum is really doing the rounds all over the world. Continue to send me information. Continue to send me criticism. Continue to pray if you're a Christian. And seek Christ if you're not. See you next week.